0: groups out there on the table. But let's pray um, for today's message. God, I thank you for your love and your grace, Lord. And this is your word. I come to you today humbly, God, and I I just pray you would speak. That it wouldn't be me, it'd be you. That your grace would be here and that your word would uh, ring true and that we would grow in the knowledge of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen dreaming. Um, hey, dreaming. We're talking about dreaming. And uh, like if you're if you're wanting a message series where I kind of tell you what your dreams mean, like you're in the wrong place. You know, I mean, some people will say every time you see an apple, it means this or, you know, unicorns mean that. And like I got no clue about that kind of stuff. So if you're having those kind of dreams, like we have some people you could talk to. But but that's not what this is. This is about kind of those dreams that God give you or that God gives you, that you know are from him. Uh, our dream for Lakeside Church is, um, is on the screen. You know, we want to be a, ch- a place where, where people fall in love with Jesus. And we want to see people find a church family, live in freedom, and be active in their purpose. Like, like, that's what we want. That's what I've always wanted since I became a Christian. In fact, the other kind of dreams, and I know God will give you know, real good dreams, they just don't happen to me a lot. You know, like I, when, when I dream at night, most of the time, it's pizza, okay? It's pizza, lasagna. It's, I wake up, and I'll be like, well, that was weird, and I don't get an interpretation, and just kind of roll on with my day. Not that God doesn't speak to me, but it's funny as I knew I was going to talk about dreaming, and um, that's kind of our dream for Lakeside Church, and we have a dream team that we would encourage you to get on. Those are the people that dream with us about this church and that work really hard to make what happens here happens. Um, but Friday night I had a dream, like a real one. I think it was actually God. I don't think it was pizza, and I'm not making this up, and I was like, well, God, that's pretty good timing because um, it wasn't, I wasn't in a very spiritual place Friday night. In fact, my daughter was sick. I know a lot of people have had people that are sick. She had a fever. Uh, my wife is pregnant. Like, let's keep her away from my wife, and so I tell my wife, stay in the room, and quarantine her in there, like saran wrap around the door, and like, Emmerich, stay in the room. And I go to take care of my daughter. And so um, if you've ever taken care of a sick kid, it's, it's, it's a lot of work, but it's encouraging. And so I stayed up most of the night just um, giving her medicine, checking her temperature, and praying it's not this flu that's been going down, which, which um, since Friday night at 1 AM, she, um, she hasn't had a fever. But as I'm in her room, so I slept on the floor in her room just so I could check on her. I had this dream. And in this dream, it brought me back and like I said, I'm not a big dreamer, so so. but I, I do think this was God. I walked into this church that was meeting in a theater, and I saw one of the people that, that was there right when I got saved, one of my best friends growing up. A guy that, I don't know, for 15 years I've been trying to get a hold of, John. I mean, this was one of those friends. Have you ever had a friend that was, like, in your kindergarten class and then, like, he was in middle school with you, and then he was in high school with you, and, like, you guys were just close, and you played baseball together and soccer and football, and, and you were just around each other all the time. And and I know he didn't walk with the Lord, and we were, like, best friends. There was a group of us. Now, I grew up in the era of movies where all the good movies always had, like, a group of kids. It was Goonies. It was E.T., Stand By Me. Like, these movies were always about your friends and and being out there, and we spent a lot of time together riding four-wheelers and shooting paintball guns and blowing stuff up. I mean, those are some of the best memories that, that I have as being a kid, just doing incredibly dangerous things. And thank God we're alive, and we all have our fingers, and, and it's, it was just good. And so I became a Christian, and that group of guys, like I just couldn't, even today, I can't imagine them not being in heaven. I can't imagine them not coming to Christ and and knowing this God that I know. And so I immediately from day one started preaching to them and sharing the gospel. And I immediately started praying for them. And I pray, it was every day for a long time, and now it's regularly. But in this dream, I walked into this theater and there was this guy that I've been looking for. I mean, I've done all the Facebook stalking you can do. And like I was like, I knew all his cousins and all his friends. And I'm like, if I could just find him, I've, I've texted people. I'm like, does anybody know how to get a hold of him? But I walked in in this dream, and it was, it was like 15 seconds. I walked in, and I saw him. He was, he was believing in Jesus. He was talking to me about the Lord. And I woke up, and I was like, that's my dream. Like, that is what I want. That's why I started pulling kids to my house in Bible studies, and that's why I got into the ministry. That's why we came here to plant this church because I want that. I want people to believe in Jesus, but I, but I look back at my friends and how much I love them. And you have people like that too. And so when I talk about dreams, like I don't know how it's possible. Sometimes dreams seem impossible. Like, like we were really lost, like we weren't just like bad, we were just lost. We were anti-God. We were... But to sit there, and so I have faith. Maybe God has saved him. Maybe he's a believer now. I'm still going to pray. I still hope I run into him. I hope he's still alive. Some of my friends have died. But that's what I desire. And I think it's important for every one of you to have a dream, something that pushes you forward when times are hard and that you can live for. And so that's what we're going to talk about the next couple weeks is dreaming, dreaming. And so in the book of Acts, chapter 2, verse 17, lay a little groundwork. There's a the book of Acts. This is Luke writing, and he writes about the day of Pentecost, and he, he puts a, a prophecy in there from Joel. So this is in Acts, but it looks back to Joel, and it's talking about the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God was just poured out. And Luke says, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my Spirit upon all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy, Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I will pour out my spirit even on my servant men and women, servants men and women alike, and they will prophesy. For a long time, in fact, until I really started thinking about this, dreams and visions, it was like, all right, what's the big deal? What's the difference? You know, old men dream dreams, young men dream, um, see visions. It's like burrito and taco, they're similar, but you know, in reality, it's just a tortilla with a bunch of meat and cheese and beans and rice and lettuce. I mean, it's like, yeah, there's a difference. But what is the difference between a dream and a vision? And, and why do it, it says old men dream dreams and young men see visions? Is it really that big of a difference? And I, and I thought of well, what a vision is. You know, we always talk to young people in leadership classes and things about get a vision for your life. See, visions, in my opinion, they seem obtainable. They seem like something you can do. You, you get a vision, you make a plan, you set a goal. I want to I go to this school, I want to graduate, or I want to learn this trade, and then I, I want to I get this skill and then go here, maybe live in this city, and get my wife or, or get this job. Like, I have a vision for my life, something that takes me in the right direction. And I do think God does that for people. I think there's young people in this room that God will give you a vision, something that you can almost taste. Like when you're young and you're feeling stupid and fresh and just like lots of energy, like we could do this. We could move to South Carolina. It's going to be great. Like you get a vision. But it says old men dream dreams. And it's my idea that dreams seem a little bit more ridiculous. It's just a dream. It's a pipe dream. It's a, it's this thing that's out there and you you dream it and it's like, well, how in the heck could that come to pass? How in the heck could that happen? And I think there is a... There is something, and so in there I put three statements about dreams. And I'm going to ask you to circle some words on there. I put all the words there, but you can circle some of them. First thing it says dreams are an inheritance of the children of God. Circle that inheritance. Joel prophesied, Luke reminded us, it is still true today. Dreams are your inheritance. God will give you a dream. God will give you a vision give you a purpose that's greater than yourself like that is what it means to be a child of God when the Spirit of God comes into you I don't see it doing anything less whether it was me meeting with my group of friends and I sat there as a teenager and I came to the Lord and I said if I could just do something to see these guys come to Christ and find out how much God loves them and that dream drove me into youth ministry and drove me into into being an associate pastor and drove drove me to plant a church because I thought if there was just a place, because they've walked into so many different churches and been around so much religion, if there was just a place where guys like this could come in and not be judged and actually meet Jesus, like that would be enough for me. And that dream is impossible for that young kid that, do, uh, that had it. But it's really driven me. And it leads me. And it's, it's your inheritance. You have the right to have a dream. God has something for you, and we're going to talk about how, how do you know if it's a God dream or if it's just a, a ridiculous idea, because there are both. I got a ton of ridiculous ideas. I can have a I, have a, I never run out of them, but there are some things that are just God that lead me and drive me. My wife's smiling because she knows. She's like, yeah, you are absolutely ridiculous. The next thing, dreams are impossible, and they're ridiculous without God's help. See, we're gonna, when I looked at all the people that dreamed in the Bible, a lot of them just seemed absolutely outrageous that God would actually do that. Joseph has a dream. I mean, he's the one that we, we hear is the most popular. If you don't know him, the coat of many colors, you may have seen a play or seen a movie about him, but he has his dream about God exalting him and making him a ruler. That's ridiculous. He's a young kid. It seems impossible. So if you have a dream from the Lord, it probably will seem impossible And it may even seem ridiculous unless God helps you. When I sat down a few years ago and we said, God is calling us to plant a church and we didn't know where to go. And we didn't know where to leave. And and we looked at our situation. But like life is good here. Like financially we're good. Our house is awesome. My wife loved that house. She misses that house. Work was great. Like let's move across the country. Where? I don't know. I don't know. But I have this dream. I have this thing God is leading me to. And then God led us here. It was impossible to get here, to get a job, to work full time, to have kids, to, to go somewhere where you know no one. That is dumb. Like that's like the recipe for disaster. But God spoke it. And I've met, we've met some of the greatest people in our lives. My wife, they, there was a baby shower. Many of the ladies in here went to that we've met good people in this church. Like, you are our family. You're our friends. Like, our vision, it may not be true for you, but we, we feel like we found a church family. we found like we found people we care about and that care about us. The next thing is dreams prepare us, and this is what you're not going to like, but this is true. Dreams prepare us for the suffering of today so that we can reach the glory of tomorrow. When you read about what happens, like a dream comes... Joseph has his dream, and then things don't work out for a very long time, and in fact, if you read the story of Joseph and just about every other person in the Bible, there's this period where God gives you a dream, God speaks to you about something, you get excited about it, and you go through, like Shawshank, miles of poop before you reach that goal miles of it. it seems like you got to climb through it and press through it and and nothing goes right and and things are wrong and and it's hard but that's why he gives you the dream beforehand that's why you have that dream so you realize i don't know we've been looking as our church we're dreaming for a better space our dream team for the kids ministry i believe this church will grow when we get more kids space We've been dreaming for that, saying, we want to do better for our kids. Jesus was all about the kids. He, we could do better. Our, we have great people. Our space needs to improve. And so we've been looking at properties. We've been looking at what could we do here on the theater to, to make it work. And a ton of closed doors. We had one that we were this close to talk to you guys about. And They came back with some numbers on different things we'd have to do to the building, And I was like, nope. You ever just talk to somebody and they mention a number and you're just like, well, oh, well, we're done. But I can't just walk away right now, but we'll we'll finish up this conversation. I'll stay here politely. But that is not going to happen. That is foolish. But that didn't surprise God. God wasn't sitting there being like, holy crap, Chris, I can't believe that. I'm so sorry I brought you here. You know, I didn't know he was going to say that. Like, God knew. And he's given us a dream. And I, I believe we'll get kid space. I mean, we'll get a space, and we'll reach more children, and we'll reach more families, and, and, and that's what the dream comes through. There are three ways a dream impacts us. Now, the way I, I, I to filter Scripture through Scripture. So Paul wrote a verse in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the love chapter, where he says, Now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. And so I'm filtering what a God dream is through, through these three things, because I think you can, you can judge Scripture by Scripture. It says, by faith, we can see the future. I have faith, and I trust that God will work in my life. And he's been faithful. He hasn't let me down. But you need to get it for your life. You need to get some faith, because there's some of you guys in there that you have dreams that are buried down in there, and God wants to encourage your faith. And you may say, well, it's hard. Yeah, that is what happens. Between the time the dream comes and the time the dream is fulfilled, there is usually some tough spaces. But do not give up faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith allows us to see those things that aren't yet and believe that we can get them even though they're not here yet. The next thing, it says, with hope we make it through tough times. See, faith is good, but it really works really well with hope because you can have a lot of faith, but sometimes just be hopeless. And I've met too many believers and and sometimes I feel myself, we can get down in that place where we, we feel hopeless. We don't have that thing that drives us through, but that's not the way God has designed it to be. So faith allows us to see it Hope holds us through the hard times. And if you're in a hard time right now, like have hope. God is not caught off guard. He is using everything for your good. Everything that happens to you, he will use for your good. And you will wind up on the other side and God will be glorified because he has good works created for us from the foundation of the world. And then it says, through love, we make a difference on the journey. So this is the thing I think where we can get stuck is you have your dream and you know there's going to be miles of poop before you get there. Just put your boots on and get ready to walk cuz there's going to be miles of poop and heartache and all kinds of things and then you get the dream fulfilled. Faith will allow you to see where you're walking. Hope will allow you to keep walking through the poop cuz you're like I know it's about to be over. I'm going to get to the other side. But love allows you to make a difference on the journey. See, the journey matters. You look at Joseph. Joseph is one of those people, and we're not talking about 100% today, but, but throughout every time something went wrong, he kept loving. Every time something goes wrong on our way with this church planning, we keep loving. You love the people in front of you. Yes, you're walking through the poop. Yes, times are hard, but as you walk through, you wind up loving the people around you. And somehow God uses that to put you right where you need to be. I mean, I try to tell young people this all the time, the way you treat others, like it matters because you never know who's going to be in the next position to wind up opening a door for you. That's the way it's worked in my life. You're kind to somebody down here, all of a sudden they get moved up and then they pull you up. That's the way it works. We love people along the way, and I want to look at one person's life. Where I believe this is illustrated. We're going to talk about it. We're going to go through some Bible stories, and then we're going, to, we're going to have a good day. This is Jacob's dream, one of the first dreams in the Bible. It says, meanwhile, Jacob left Beersheba, and he traveled toward Haran. At sundown, he arrived at a good place and set up camp and stopped there for the night. Jacob found a stone to rest his head against and went down to sleep. To me, that doesn't make sense. Jacob found a good place, and he's sleeping on a stone. doesn't seem like my idea of a good place, but obviously he didn't have a lot going for him at that moment. He's like, this looks good. He camps, and he puts his head on a stone. Now, a little background, he is fleeing his brother. Jacob just tricked his brother, Esau, if you know the story, and he is running away from his brother because his brother probably wants to kill him. And so he's on this journey, he's left home, he thinks he found a good place to camp, but his pillow is a stone. And it says, as he slept, he dreamed of a stairway that reached from heaven up to earth. I'm sorry, from earth up to heaven. And he saw the angels of God going up and coming down the stairway. At the top of the stairway stood the Lord, and he said, I am the Lord the God of your grandfather, Abraham, the God of your father, Isaac. And the ground where you're lying belongs to you, and I'm giving it to you and your descendants. Your descendants will be as numerous as the dust of the earth, and they will spread out in directions to the west and the east, the north and the south. And this is so important, because then all the families of the earth will be blessed through through you and your descendants. What's more, I will protect you wherever you go, and one day I will bring you back to this land. And I will not leave you until you have finished giving up until I have finished giving you everything I promised. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, "Surely the Lord is in this place." And I wasn't even aware about it. This is just another illustration of how dreams work. Jacob running from his brother. God stops and speaks to him and gives him one of the most important dreams in the Bible. I will be with you. I will make your descendants um, fill the face of the earth from north, east, south, and west. And then he throws something else in there. And I will not only bless you, but I will use you to bless the whole world, all nations. It was through Jacob that Christ wound up coming into being. That seems great. Jacob wakes up. This is good. God is with me. He's going to protect me. He's not going to fail me. And then there are miles and miles of poop that he walks through. He winds up getting with his uncle, all right, living with a family member. We all know that's kind of hard, all right? If you don't think it's hard, go move in with somebody you haven't lived with a while, all right? So he moves in with his uncle, and he's staying there. And his uncle starts ripping him off. All right, now this is kind of gross, but this is what happened back then. He likes his cousin. All right, we'll just be honest. He liked one of his cousins. He said, hey, can I marry her? That sounds great. Works for seven years. They have the wedding night. He wakes up with the wrong cousin. That's so wrong on so many levels. So then he works another seven years. He says, all right, fine. I'll, I guess I'll have to keep this one. You know, just kind of the way it worked back then. I have to keep this one. I'm not getting rid of this one, but, but I really want that one. And so he's another seven years, And he gets the one he really wanted. And now he has two wives. Imagine how hard that was. (laughs) All right, you guys that have one wife, it's hard. But imagine if you had two women living in your house. Both of you, both your wives, nothing against women. But we all know that would probably be tough. Quite unpeaceful in that home. All right, it's not every man's dream. If you really know what a wife is, having two of them would be difficult. All right, and ladies, you wouldn't like that either having to share your man with another lady. I mean, that's just it's not cool. And then he continues to work with for his uncle, trying to get, get, get some wealth and, and to establish himself and build his career. And his uncle keeps ripping him off at every go around. Through this whole time, God had given him a dream, had given him the faith to see it, had given him hope during the journey. He's got one wife that's the wrong wife. He's living with relatives. Now he has two and has to figure out how in the heck to make that work. And now his uncle's ripping him off, but God has been faithful the whole time. And eventually you read the story of Jacob and he has to come back and then deal with all the original garbage from his brother that he'd left with in the first place. God healed that relationship. God brings him back to the land. God was faithful to the promise he made. God honored his word to Jacob, and Jacob became a blessing to all nations, because if it wasn't for Jacob and his sons, Jacob was called Israel, and Israel was the one through which Christ came, and Christ was the one that died for our sins on that cross. God was faithful, but it wasn't easy. And so I want you to think about you. Each of you has probably had a dream. And if you haven't had one, ask God because that's your inheritance. And if your dream seems dull and it seems dim and you're like, well, I don't know what it is or if it even matters anymore. Talk to God, but you need to have a dream because you need some faith and you need some hope and you need to walk in love three ways to tell if a dream is of the Lord, all right? These are, it's not an exhaustive list, but it's a good cheat sheet, all right? If you have a dream, if you have a vision, if you have something for your life and you're wondering, is this God and is this not? Number one, is it something you can do on your own without God? If it is, probably not a dream from God because God's going to call you to something greater. If it's going to put you in a place where you feel really humble, that's probably God. If you don't feel humble about it, if you think, hey, I could do this, I'm not saying don't have confidence in yourself, but I mean, like, when I looked at, can I go start a church? I knew I could not. I needed the Lord. When I think about standing up here to share God's word, I know I cannot. I need the Lord. Is it something you can do without, without God? The next one, will the journey, I guess they skipped ahead, we can go to that point if we want to it said does the last one does it make you love god and your neighbor more if you look at what happened when people people had dreams when you look at when people when, when people had dreams is is god always worked at them worked in them through the process jacob left his house after ripping off his brother and being very selfish And by the time he went through all of this stuff of living with his uncle and having multiple wives that he had to deal with and being ripped off, like he learned how to love. He learned how to, I mean, God forbid, you had two wives, you better learn how to be humble. All right, You better learn how to submit. You better learn how to to handle life where you have these two things just constantly, and I'm trying not to get in trouble, forgive me, Lord. But I can imagine how difficult it would be. The next thing is God changed him in that process. God will teach you how to love him and love others on the journey. That's the whole point of it. And the last one says, will the journey be hard? Because no dream that God calls you to, I think, is going to be easy. Because if you can't do it without him, then of course it's going to be hard. And my idea, why am I talking about this, is because we need people to dream. Because you know what my dream is? I dream for a church that doesn't depend on Chris. Chris is not Christ. I dream for a a church where you have the ability to hear from God and to move forward in his will and do what God has called you to do. If you're looking for a church where you can come and get everything you want from Chris and Chris can meet every one of your needs, this is not the right Chris add a T on it and go find Jesus Christ somewhere because that's who you're looking for. But if you're looking for a church where, where people love each other, that's why we're doing small groups because that's like real love and real ministry happen. I love when I hear somebody talk about how they came together and they supported another brother or sister. That's the church I read about in the scripture. That's the church I read about in the book of Acts that after that Holy Spirit came and gave dreams, that's what the church looked like. You might have a dream to reach lost people. There are some people in this church that your heart gets messed up and you, you long for lost people to see them come to Christ. Go after that dream. Go after that dream. And so I've said some jokes today, and I've tried to you know not get myself in trouble with the multiple wives. One wife is awesome. My wife is a wonderful In fact, we sent lovey-dovey text messages back and forth while we were setting up because not only do we love each other, we like each other, okay? And she's beautiful and wonderful. But the idea is I want you to dream, to have faith for something bigger than yourself, for have hope because you can get excited and then get defeated and deflated and hope keeps you moving. And then learn to love people along the way. And if that's the kind of stuff that maybe you're interested in, you know, I hope that, that you, you get involved. Get on our dream team. Get involved. I want you to, to bow your head just for a second, to close your eyes, and I want you to think about, do you have a dream? Has God called you to something? Do you, do you have a passion? It might be um, my father for many years, it was it was serving the poor. He got incredibly involved in serving the poor. He had this dream, and he went all over the world at one point, just helping people eat who couldn't eat. Widows in Egypt and, and orphans in Albania. And, and he said, I don't care if anybody does this, but I'm going to do this. He had a dream. And he went full into it. I look around the room and I know there's others of you that have had dreams in the past. You've seen them come to pass. But you need a dream for now. What does God want to use you for? How do you fit in God's plan? Maybe there's somebody out there that, that you've had a dream, but you just don't feel like you have any hope anymore. You feel almost like you're sitting there and you think I'm blowing smoke. That you feel hopeless, that you don't feel that God could use you anymore. You've lost your joy. God wants you to know he's with you. And if he's spoken it to you, it'll come to pass. If he's called you, the gifts and the callings are without revoke. If he's prepared it for you, he will bring you to it. I think those are the people that that i like to pray with today. If you feel hopeless or if it's just been too hard and you don't see your dream coming to pass, Would you just put your hand up right now? I'd like to know who I'm going to pray for. If it's just been too hard, you feel that the way has just been so tough, you've been beaten down, and you're tired of walking through the difficult places. Put your hand up right where you're at. Amen. Amen. Would you guys all stand with me right now, please? God, we know you're faithful. We know you're good. God, I saw the people that put their hands up. Lord, and I pray that you would comfort them in the hard times, that you would walk with them, and that they would know that they are not alone. The reason you give us hope is because you're right there with us. You never leave us. You never forsake us. And when things go wrong and things are difficult, you don't give up, and you will see us through. So I pray for for every single person across this auditorium that raised their hand and I pray you would comfort them and encourage them in the name of Jesus. Maybe you're here today and you don't know Jesus or it's been a while since you have heard from him. I'm going to give this opportunity right now. If you do not know the Lord or if you have not been walking with the Lord and you would like to get right with him, Would you put your hand up right where you're at? If you are not walking with the Lord, if you do not know him,